Yo, yo. What up, what up, what up, what up? We are back. Hanging at the House Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Watt, Vision House Studios. And on today's show, we got, I say everybody's special, but this guy right here, this guy right here, let me say I'm going to start by repeating something I just said during the conversation that we were having before we started recording the show, is that is a lot of you people out here, creators, musically, you would not be popular or have the success that you have without this guy and his team. He goes by the name of Riley Owens. I'll put Riley, the one and only. He does so many different things, but I'm going to let him talk about it, and we're going to get it popping. What's up, man? Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while coming. We we met a few months ago, back when it was still cold outside. At least for me, it was. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. I you were in L.A. I was in Santa Barbara at that time. California was the last couple of years of my life, and when you and I last spoke, uh, I was in the process of moving from Santa Barbara to Nashville, and now I'm here in Nashville, and it's wonderful. It's cold today, but <laughs> I, had a, I had a brief taste of the summer heat that everyone's been warming me about, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. How was that? I'm not ready for it, man. California made me soft. <laughs> it, did. it really, really did. I'm from Syracuse, New York, so like I'm used to real cold. And man, I'll tell you, I can't handle it anymore. The same way I can't handle the heat. <laughs> one of my guys, James Austin from Fifi Entertainment, is from Syracuse. I think he's still there, and we we talk about the weather all the time. So shout out, man! I love shout Syracuse. So it's a real interesting place. Um, it was a cool place to grow up. All right, let's talk. Let's start there. You started off in Syracuse, New York, a place that gets snow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is the snowiest city in the country. It uh, it was a cool place to grow up there, man. I grew up in Syracuse because my dad is a fighter pilot, and he was stationed at the base in Syracuse. So, so he and my mom moved up there in I don't know, I think the late '80s, and I grew up in a little town called Casanova. It's, uh, you know, 30, 40 minutes outside of Syracuse, and uh, I went to, to elementary school there, and since my dad was in the military, he moved around a lot, so I lived in, you know, I lived in Ithaca, New York for a little while, I lived in Boston, you know, we'd spend a lot of time in Texas when my dad was deployed, so I got to kind of travel around a lot and see a lot of different things, but Syracuse has, has been like kind of the one place I could always call home, love it up there. That's what's up. It's a happy medium, it's a melting pot of different people and cultures, and, and the East Coast is in general. I don't know. It feels different. That's an interesting thing. So military kid, moved around quite a bit. What did you want to be when you grew up, when you were in Syracuse? I have always wanted to be a musician. I I would say for a long time, I really wanted to be a rock star. (laughs) My mom tells me that she's got a, a video of me when I was like, maybe two years old at my uncle's wedding. And I'm like in front of the whole crowd, like doing the windmill and air guitar and stuff. And it's like a two year old, like, man, it was just like from day one, that's, that's been the goal for me is just, just make music for a living. That's all I've ever wanted to do. And now we can fast forward just a little bit. You're working for one of the most awesome companies to grace the industry. Let's, segue for that dream you wanted to be a musician you knew you wanted to do it how how did you follow that path yeah well i'm really lucky 
my parents are are supportive of my my dreams. They're supportive of me in, in every way that I could have ever asked for, honestly. And so, you know, my dad, it's funny, for, for being in the military, my dad was like adamant that I become a musician. He was very supportive of that. I think that was a dream of his back in the day. You know, my parents, my parents did everything in their power to put me in a position to succeed in that dream. And I guess the first, the first major step of that was going to Cornell. And uh, so I went to Cornell in the fall of 2013 and I studied musicology there and it was cool and I re- I learned a lot and it was super exciting um, but it was not the rock star journey that I that I wanted to be on at the time and that caused a little friction for me mentally and I wound up actually graduating early and moving to Los Angeles and it was a very crazy uh coincidence that the day that I was supposed to turn into my application to graduate, I wound up, you know, banging on my advisor's door being like, man, I need you to sign this paper. And uh, he opens the door and he's like, hey, Riley, I want you to meet Greg Lehrman. And at the time I was like, hey, cool. It's nice to meet you. But also like, I have something very important going on that's due today. Like, can you sign my paper kind of thing? And he's like, no, no, no. Greg is the CEO of Output. I was like, oh, no way, man. Like, you know, I knew Exhale. I knew some of the products at the time. And uh, Greg told me that he was doing a lecture the next day and that I should stop by and talk with him. And I wound up, like, skipping class and showing up to this lecture. And when it was done, I went up and I begged him for a job. <laughs> I was like, hey, man, I'm moving to California in a couple of weeks. Like, are you hiring? He was like, how about we start with an internship? But here's my phone number. You know, give me a call when you're when you're ready to show up. And... I mean, that that act alone uh, really opened all the doors for me. I owe that to Greg, really, for just being such a cool guy. You know, and, and from there, I started as an intern, and I was doing sound design for them. Like, well, so so I wanted to do sound design was basically the idea, and Greg was kind of like, look, man, there's 10,000 people in Los Angeles that have been doing this a lot longer than you. Like, you're not quite there yet. Why don't you uh, Why don't you learn the foundational skills, and, and we'll talk about it. So I started, though, the day one, I mean, I was cleaning audio using a software called RX by Isotope, and I started off doing uh, orchestral samples for a product called Analog Strings. Yeah, man. Uh, and this was, you know, a couple months before Analog Strings released, and that was like that was my, my project. My my buddy Phil Palubit uh, was training me at the time. He he was there for a while. He's now uh, now like independent, doing a lot of scoring. Uh, he's a great great composer. But he was training me, and um, I got a job really quickly. I think that's because I I was I was up you know, an hour early, just like cleaning the counters and doing the dishes and all that stuff and just trying to make myself indispensable. And they gave me a job offer really quickly. I started kind of doing the RX thing and then very quickly uh, switched over to customer support full time. And I did that for, you know, about three and a half years um, before I transitioned to be the recruiter. And that's how I met you. Yeah, yeah. That's how we got started. First of all, shout out to mom and dad. Shout out to the supportive parents out there. Shout out to mom and dad. Secondly, shout out to Greg for giving you a shot on the spot. He's a legend, man. He really is. He uh, He's opened so many doors for me. He's just been so supportive. You know, those those three, three and a half years that I was doing customer support, uh, a lot of that was actually remote. Um, you know, I got that job when I was 21 and by the by the time my 23rd birthday rolled around, which was, you know, only a year into my employment, basically, um, I, I went into Greg's office and was like, 
look, man, I don't want to sound ungrateful, but like, this isn't for me. Like, I really, really want to go chase this dream of mine. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and he said, yes. <laughs> he basically was like, all right, like, you can, you can work part time. You know, I basically, I, I was like, look, man, like, I'm doing, I'm doing emails for you all day. Like, can I, can I go do that? elsewhere like do i can i not come into the office every day can i like be a contractor for a while and, and you know go start my band and, and make this thing happen Rockstar. Um, yeah i was like dude i want to go be a rock star and, and he knew he was a composer for a long time before he started the company he, he understood the dream yeah and he supported me and he was like yeah man you can you can you know go be a contractor and give it a shot and if anything happens you know you can come back here um i mean his 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 deal for me basically was he's like no side hustles and no backup plans. You know, he said, if you have a, if you have a backup plan, then you are not going to send it, but you know, you can always come back here if you're in trouble. And man, I just, I thought that was the most gracious, empowering thing that anyone could have ever done for me. Uh, he just gave me the keys to the castle, man. I really, I owe him, I owe him all of my, I really owe all my success to him as someone who enabled that for me. Cause nobody does that. Like, yeah, to give that type of shot, it's different because apparently he's somebody that has been in those shoes before, and he's living the dream to give other people the same opportunity and carry that culture with you when it resonates with your team and everybody's on the same page for that, and you have that opportunity, man. It's a beautiful thing because it's so rare to come by. Totally, man. I honestly, I think that's it's exemplified in pretty much everything that that the company does, you know, especially when I started there, it was the kind of place where you could make more money doing something else. Uh, but you chose to work at output because it was cooler. And you knew that the people in charge had your best interest in mind. I've seen that at every step of the way with output, you know, there's, there's a lot of people like Greg who, who did that, like just grind in the, I guess you could call it the, the two thousands now where, Un- unpaid internships and just all these kinds of just this is terrible hustles basically things that you had to do and I- i've seen that for like all the people kind of greg and-, and some of the other vps at the company who who came up under this system that they they know sucks and they just at every step they they do everything they can to dismantle that kind of established process of just like I don't know. There's some kind of badge of honor that people have of like, yeah, I worked a hundred hours a week as an intern. It's like, yeah, but no one wants to do that. But are you a rock star? Yeah. That's the thing though. They don't, they don't do that. All the people who are in charge at output came up in a, in a different time and they've just decided that they don't want to perpetuate that. So so. that's, that's what I've been, I've been really grateful for that. You know, they, they take care of, of the people that work there and like i said man it's not to sound like a not to sound like a salesman it's just like they man. they raised me in a lot of ways man that's the thing i started there when i was 21 i'm 26 now as a couple of weeks ago hey happy birthday hey, thanks, man. i i just i tell you what i wouldn't have put up with my crap <laughs> i'm really glad they did because i wouldn't let's get into a few things about what you liked about it totally i'll start by saying analog strings is probably one of my favorite exhale Exhale is number one, and then you introduced me to Thermal, like, officially. Yeah, Thermal's killer. And I'm like, you're responsible. Like, the company you work for is responsible for my sound currently. Over the past few years, what I heard in my head, I was able to get out of it. I was never satisfied with string libraries that I heard before. 
until I got my hands on analog strings. I was like, I can do this crazy stuff I've thought of and make it work. <laughs> it's like that it was just, and it was lightweight. It worked. You know, it didn't have a ton of things going on. It wasn't, it was user friendly. And I always said like, yo, if I ever get to work with and meet the people from here, like I want to be friends with them because <laughs> you had to have something special. It had to be something different that was going on. With that being There's said, There's a lot of hard work that goes into it, man. Yeah. There really is. By a lot of people who who are very good at what they do. And it's it's really fascinating to be around that because it's like it's a software company, but it's also like a bunch of musicians. <laughs> and and I don't know, I think it's taken me until now to kind of realize that we're not just like a group of ragtag musicians just that stumbled upon software like you know it's not a record label or like a jingle house it's which i i in a lot of ways kind of hoped it would have been and i'm so glad it wasn't because there's a lot more there's a lot more like very serious work going on that i was completely oblivious to you know from everything from how well they sampled those orchestras to just like how diligent the testing processes were and just like the way that the product managers and the people responsible for making sure that these things are excellent, they just, they, they refuse to compromise at any step of the process. That I think is the key to output success is there are a lot of really smart people who just won't accept anything other than excellence. I think that's what made you dope as a recruiter for them. Cause when we met, it was about, I think it was a quality assurance job. And he was like, dude, I did that job. (laughs) There's a lot that goes into it. And I respected that to the utmost, just to be like, you got to get some more, you know, grass on your lawn first. And it's possible, but we, these are certain things that we need. And to hold that standard is, is amazing. I think it filters into the the people too. So I thought it was like the morning breakfasts and the ping pong tables and the other cool things <laughs> that sit at the office. Cause I'm like, they, somebody has to be working hard, but they can take a break. Yeah. And just <laughs> yeah, man. It's, you don't have to give away any secrets, but how often does that happen? All the time. <laughs> all the time. There's always a game of ping pong going on. If there's not something, something's wrong. Uh, no, I mean the best Greg is, Greg has uh, won our office ping pong tournament, you know, certainly, I think, at least more than once. Uh, there's, a, there's a very strong rivalry between him and one of our designers. They're both so good at it. <laughs> we also uh, we have a, a joke. One of our guys, he surprised the office. He's a really crafty dude. He, he builds a lot of stuff. And so he took a, one of our platform desks, and he cut it up and built an arcade out of it. And that's the name of our other product. And so we all think it's really funny. We have the platform arcade and he, you know, put like a raspberry Pi in it, put all sorts of games on it. And that's uh, what's up. you can go in and play two player street fighter or whatever on, on the arcade. It's, it's cool. It's a good time. Man. And it was done in house. Yeah. Yeah. And it's real fun to just like in the middle of the day, you can walk up to the mod wall, which is uh there's a wall like in our main hallway that just has like synthesizers and speakers and turntables and, you can start spinning records or like I had my synthesizer up there for a while when I was uh, moving around. And <laughs> so I would just walk up to the wall and start making little beeps and boops. <laughs> and you know, that is so cool. everyone's a good sport about it. <laughs> Even when they're working. It's fun. Yeah. The, yeah. I love it there, man. It's, 
great place. To keep creativity in the air, man, is pretty dope. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to get back to the office and see them. It's, uh... Yo, did did you evict your critters in your new house yet? <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks for asking. <laughs> Poor I squirrel. You can see him. The squirrel is on the branch being like, Where's my house, man? <laughs> you sent him to my place the week after. <laughs> He's yeah, like, hey, knocking at my that. door. Like, hey, uh, Riley said you had a spare bed, <laughs> uh, like a cot in the basement. <laughs> yeah, man. I would have let him stick around if he would pay rent, but I don't think he was interested in that. So <laughs> I had to board up a little hole that he was using to get into my house. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, but I, I'm lucky, though. I got the studio set up now, and that's all. that's all working real well now. Yeah, you said you were making some music today. Yeah, yeah, dude. I'm working on a on a new project right now, solo record coming out this summer. I think the goal right now is is a song a month for the next year. I got like ten or eleven in the chamber, so and they're mostly ready to go. And that's a that's a tough one. I think the biggest mental challenge I have right now is the idea of, of sitting on music and it not being on Spotify for me to share with my friends. That's like a very, <laughs> it's a very hard thing for it me to get over. It is a tough thing right now. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah know, it's tough. It's different outlets. Yeah, it is a different outlet. I'm, I'm in the final stages with a lot of this new music and it's definitely the best music I've ever made in my life and uh, it's a pretty exciting time to just like be writing songs and be like, huh, I didn't know I had that in me. That's what's up. You got some tips and tricks? Arcade, bro. <laughs> Arcade, man. The tips and tricks, yeah, if I had to give anyone a tip about making music, it's get comfortable with your feelings. I had some, some pretty tough moments with some people in my life this past summer, and it sent me down a pretty intense path of reflection and self-improvement for the last, you know, eight, nine months, whatever it's been. And I picked up this book called The Artist's Way. And it's a book by Julia Cameron. And it's about, you know, finding your creative voice and unblocking your creativity through through a couple different tools. And the biggest biggest tool that she uses in the book is it's called Morning Pages. And every morning I wake up and I write three pages in a moleskin journal. And that's the first thing I do every day before I look at my phone or before I like, you know, go outside and do stuff. And it helps me kind of get the gunk gunk out of my brain and uh, vent anything. You know, I used to definitely be a little hot-headed and I could I could definitely, like, get a little tense and that would not only, you know, affect my relationships if you're lashing out of people, but, like, I wasn't nearly as creative uh, and I find that it helps me clear everything out so that I can go through my day and, like, absorb inspiration. And it's also a lot easier for me to express my feelings through music now because I'm in tune with them and I'm very synced up with, like, what I'm feeling in a day. If I'm, like, really frustrated, I don't necessarily have to hide from that. I can, like, go make some music that's a little angry. And then it's usually fun. And by that time, you you, you feel it settle and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's, that's, that's my number one tip for anyone making music is journal. Write down how you feel. And that is a new one. Yeah. I mean, for, for you to start off by saying, you know, get in touch with your feelings. Get get comfortable with your feelings. Yeah. I'm going to run with that one. That's a dope one. Just to be able to freely express yourself in your art and, and be true to who you are and share it with people without fear of judgment or regret or anything like that. Until you get to Spotify, then that's a whole different <laughs> yeah yeah man and i mean you know the best music is music that people can relate to and it's like how how could you write about anything if you don't if you aren't being honest with yourself about how you feel 
um, I just, I found that as soon as I started journaling like that, my lyrics got better. My music got a lot more interesting because I wasn't hiding from it. Uh, A lot more dynamic. Yeah, it's a lot more dynamic. I definitely, that was an issue for me a lot, for a long time. It's just like, I don't know, just being very static, not, not really willing to take risks. I think that was the biggest thing. I wasn't willing to take chances, and I especially wasn't willing to put myself out there. I became a lot more willing to put myself out there musically uh, once I knew how I was feeling. Because I, I think that's common. Yeah, like you can't, you don't have any judgment over how much to expose yourself if you don't actually know how you feel. Yeah. And, you know, my other tip to people who want to make music is, like, practice, get comfortable with your tools, and try Arcade by Output. Get comfortable with Arcade. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, Arcade, man, that's... Arcade makes people comfortable. It's so much fun, man. It really is so much fun. Uh, that's a whole nother rabbit hole of a conversation. Next question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is your... Don't say Arcade. What is your favorite other product that Output makes that you have used on music in the past six months? Platform Desk. Absolutely. Can't live without <laughs> it. I own I own three and I'm going to buy another one. Dude. I love the Platform Desk. I do oh, too. Oh, I will say though, I just got my Frontier speakers and they're incredible. I, uh, my dad, my dad bought me a Pro Tools 7 bundle in 2007. And it came with an M-Box 2 and a pair of M-Audio BX5 speakers. Yeah. And I've been using the BX5s for, what is that, 14 years now. Um, I used to play guitar out of them. Like, I used them as an amp with an old effects pedal I had. I have taken them to college and, like, took them. They've moved with me across the country three times at this point. Trusty speakers, I love them. But once I put those Frontier up, man, it was like night and day. I I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I was like, oh, this is how my music actually sounds. <laughs> yeah, I do have bass. Hey, shout out to M Audio. I have BX8s. Those are the ones that I use. I could use a sponsorship, M Audio, please. Some type of segment. <laughs> I will promote if, if I can get some more speakers. But yeah, uh, actually, the uh, the one of my coworkers who is. You know, one of our big hardware guys who helped design a lot of these products or like really led the design of these products, uh, I think actually is the one that designed those speakers and a lot of the M Audio MIDI keyboards. They are just, so shout out JT. I learned a lot from that. Yeah, J, man, JT is that guy. Like, I watched his videos over and over again to put my desk together. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> I got an output desk too. So, like, I don't know. We're we just selling output right now without selling output because it sells itself. Like it's it does, man. They just <laughs> it really make does. quality product. BMWs, you don't sell BMWs. When somebody shows up, they want to buy a BMW. Exactly. We can use the sponsorship from BMW too. Over here hanging to the house <laughs> yeah, podcast. Please. Shout out. Windshield <laughs> wipers, if nothing else. <laughs> yeah, man. One if I had to pick one product from output, it would definitely be the desk. I'm sitting at it right now. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Dude, th- th- I don't want to sit anywhere else. I was going through pictures of mine and through my different studio setups for throughout the years. And this is like 
five or six people was like, dude, you look like you're sitting at a command station of like a ship or something, like a submarine. I'm like, I love my desk. It's the ultimate command center. Yeah. <laughs> I just love it. It's, it works. And I knew it when I picked it out and I saved for it. Now I need a sidecar. I just got to talk my wife into it. There you eventually. go. <laughs> there you go, man. Now you have it all. Please. Please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have the frontier speakers though. So Oh, I can be I can be next after you said Man, that's like two Christmases from now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go into the project. What is your you said you got some stuff tucked away, right? EP or full on project and have you picked your single yet? You don't have to give details. Yeah. I'm just like I have picked my single. So I originally wanted it to be an album. Uh the name of that album is Emergence. And it's just about this kind of growth period in my life of just kind of like trying to trying to identify what it is or who it is I really want to, to be and like work towards achieving, you know, my best self, basically. You know, I worked a lot on my mental health. I worked a lot on getting in shape and just kind of like who, which version of myself I want to present to the world and identify that in myself. Uh, so I wrote a bunch of songs about that and I want it to be an album, but you know, there's not a whole lot of sense in just dropping eight songs at once these days. So now it's kind of turned into this like year long release schedule of putting singles out once a month. And at this point, you know, I've got like 10 or 11 of them that I'm working on plus some other stuff for, for another project I'm involved in. Shout out Stillwater Sound. That's the uh, it's a band and record label that I, I run with uh, my partner, Dominic Piccinini. Hey, shout out Stillwater. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're putting out some new music this year, which is really exciting. Okay. So that's kind of coming in tandem with the music I'm putting out as Riley Owens. You got a and... spot on the show, man. When you're ready to release, you want to debut something? Oh, yeah? Awesome. I got you. We'll put you out to the world before the music comes out. and have people in Nashville lined up at the door. <laughs> I would love to. Yeah, man, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if it's going to be the first single or not, but I know that there's a song coming out August 13th. Okay. And that's just a, a special date for me, um, that this song means a lot about that date. And uh, that's exciting for me. That's kind of going to kick this this push off, and I think I'll you know do some, I don't know if I'd really call it social media promotion, because that's just, I don't know, I have a hard time with that kind of stuff. But I want to do some, like, you know, making uh, videos like taking you through how I made it with arcade and my guitar and my bass and gotcha. um, it's project basically just like yeah it's the project is, is basically just me at my platform like making music with all the tools I have in hand so I have uh, I have my guitars here and you know electric and acoustic guitar I, I play every instrument on the record so far and then I, I have a drummer coming in for a couple tracks here and there Who's, who's really cool. Uh, his name's Francis Valentina. I just met him in Nashville. Uh, he plays uh, he plays with David Lee Roth, and he is he's phenomenal. He's a really fun guy to hang out with. So he's going to do some of the, the like more technical drumming that I that I can't do that is currently being done by Arcade. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of want something that, that is a little bit more like my sonic identity uh, than, than the Arcade stuff. But it's still all over the record. There's tons of it. I'll I'll be sure to to show to show you the breakdown on the stems. But yeah, man. I mean, it's it's you know songs I wrote on my acoustic guitar up on the mountains in Santa Barbara, and then like I would take it back to my apartment and 
flush it out with like beats on on arcade and Ableton Push, and I layer layer guitars and play some bass on it. And uh, I bought a Prophet this this past year, and I've been Ooh. using that my MS Twenty. Yeah, it's a pretty simple rig, but I, I got I got pretty far. I mean, just you know, the ability to like sing and sing and play is kind of the core of it. I think I really rediscovered that you have to have a great song before you can have a great record. Yeah, I used no doubt. to try and I used to try and go backwards, and that led to a lot of you know just unfulfilling music, I guess. I think the one thing that I would add to that is being able to record and convey emotion in the music is what makes a great song. Like it has to start as a great song, you know, with intent and emotion. But once you you're able to transcribe that and record it and capture it for that moment and share it with people, and it's authentic. You turn it to the everyman. I appreciate that. I thank you for doing the show today. Do you want to give out any social information? Yeah. Uh, Instagram at Stillwater Sound. Uh, Spotify at Stillwater Sound. That's the stuff that's, that's already published. You can check me out on Instagram. I think mine is at Riley Owens 41. There'll be music coming out soon, man. You know, that's just the... Uh... Stillwater Sound. <laughs> yeah. August 13th. Yeah. So that, that August 13th will be... Uh... You know the Riley Owens, you know solo project through through the Stillwater Sound record label, and I'm I'm really excited for that one, man. That's it's something I'm putting together. Uh, there's a great there's a great uh, producer I'm working with as well, who's co-producing with me. His name is Cyrus Ilya, and he has a project he's been involved in. Uh, it's called Mori Mori. I'm a big fan of their record too. Um, that's M O R I I twice. I love. They had an EP. It's uh, Moves Since Spring. And so once I heard that, I was like, man, this guy's got to produce me. He played bass on the Stillwater Sound tracks and produced one of our tracks as well. So I asked him to, to co-produce with me. And the music is sounding real cool, man. I'm, I'm excited to show you. Uh, we should have some masters here pretty soon. So, uh, you know, it's getting to be about that time. That's what's up. I can't wait to hear it, man. I appreciate that. Uh, and I love hearing about artists that I don't know about because it gives me something new to go check out and inspire me for what I do. I can't wait. We can sit down and talk about possibly getting you into some TV licensing, film licensing, game licensing, you know, for your music as well after the fact. You know I'm here for it. You putting it out. Yeah, man. You know I'm here for it, man. My God. You know, it's a pleasure. It's a real pleasure. Thanks for thanks for having me on, man. You got any shout outs to anybody that you want to shout out real quick? Shout out Greg Lerman at Output for giving me the keys to the castle. Shout out Brian Zarlenga at Output for being just, you know, the glue that keeps it all together. Um shout out mom and dad for making it possible. Yeah, yeah. And my brother, my brother Thomas for, for always supporting me as well. Shout out Dominic and the Stillwater Sound team. Uh, yeah, man. It's hey, my biggest shout out at Output, it goes to Riley Owens. And right <laughs> behind my shout out to Riley Owens is JT for making the platform that's possible for us. <laughs> yes, sir. And we hope you enjoyed the show today. Got to sit down and catch up with my guy. <laughs> that was dope, man. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. It's been a minute. We have been looking forward to it great conversation i knew i was gonna get that i hope you guys enjoyed the show 
hope you guys enjoy Arcade, uh, Exhale, Substance, all the other things that you can find at Output.com, including the hardware, desk, and the speakers. Output, if y'all want to sponsor the show, please send me some Frontier monitors. I promise to make 10,000 videos with those monitors to help your product. And you don't have to go through Rally for that. Just press play and take a listen. Anywho, we're going to catch y'all next time around. This has been the Hanging at the House podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Watt. We want to say peace, love, and head grease. Y'all be easy, and we out.